This is a brand new episode of Wake Up Bright. Wake up. With your workout buddies, April and sometimes Yenna. Your hit podcast. Your much needed hit of encouragement, empowerment, and motivation to live and grow each day a little brighter. Hey, beautiful people. Welcome back to Wake Up Bright, our hit podcast. I'm April and Yenna and I did record a full podcast, but it got off a little a little silly. So I thought I would come on and start the podcast quickly and just let you know what you're going to hear, which is a lot of laughing at first. I don't, we just got tickled and it made me happy to watch it back. I didn't want to cut it out. So I'm leaving it in and maybe you'll get tickled and laugh with us. I hope you do. Welcome to Balanced and Bright, our series, our collaborative this month, and we are so excited. I'm sorry for the delay in this post. We will be posting through the weekend, so Saturday and Sunday. This episode ended up being a little longer than usual, and that created me, like I just got behind with editing. So, Gina and I have recorded every day this week. I'm sorry I've been holding out on you. Um, hopefully, you can forgive me. <laughs> and moving forward through the 15th of the month, there will be a podcast almost every day. So I'm excited about that. And I'm excited about the Balanced and Bright Collaborative. I do feel like it's been helping me build better habits. It's been helping me be kinder to myself when I have shortcomings. And it's helped me eliminate my all or nothing to a degree because I know I'm going to be talking with you guys every day and moving forward <laughs> with you as we approach the end of this Baby. year while working on our goals, even if imperfect, which okay. we'll talk a lot about perfection over the next couple of days, which is exciting. Let's just dive right in. Let's get into it. Hey, beautiful people. <laughs> Maybe you start. <laughs> I guess we're a little tired, and it's only Tuesday. Oh, hey, beautiful baby. <laughs> I don't think I've had laughing fits like this in a long time. <laughs> hey, sinner. <laughs> Hey, beautiful people. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm April and I'm Anna. And I'm excited to have to have a podcast episode for you today. I cannot think. <laughs> Somehow we are a little tired and it feels like the end of the week already, even though it is not. So yeah. well, welcome go. to the craziness. We're just going to call it like Let's Party Tuesday or something equal. Did you say Blitz Party Tuesday? <laughs> Let's Party. What did you say? Blitz Party Tuesday. I don't know where that came in my mind, but that's what I heard. Glitching. Um, so, <laughs> so today's video, we are talking about Guy Post 1. And I was just telling Yina before we started recording, I, I don't know where our giggles came from. We were not even being funny immediately before. <laughs> it was just like serious conversation. And then like, 
It took a good while before we could start this thing. Maybe we'll put it in in there, or maybe it's in the outtakes. I don't know. Maybe it's somewhere. Yeah. Find our. Yeah. I know you can't hear me because I was muted. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't understand this little that I have going on. Um, so we're talking about cultivating authenticity and guidepost one. What I was telling you now before we started recording is that we need to do a guidepost a day. So the guideposts are actually short. So making it through the, the first sections was kind of like the meat of the book, I guess. Maybe it wasn't the meat, but it was like the thicker part. Whereas the guidepost like for today is only three pages. So we're just going to dive right in and do... A little reading and a little chatting. Um, so the, the guidepost is cultivating authenticity, letting go of what people think. I did not know, I'll just preface this. I did not know I needed this to read this as much as I needed to read it. Like it was really good reading it yesterday. So was guidepost two. So I read both yesterday. Um, but anyway, guidepost one cultivating authenticity. Often people attempt to live their lives backwards. They try to have more things or more money in order to do more of what they want so that they will be happier. The way it actually works is the reverse. You must first be who you really are, then do what you really need to do in order to have what you want. Margaret Young. So she goes on to talk a lot about authenticity, like what she thought it was when she was like, I, you know, I want to be an authentic person. And like, that's a, a coveted, like personality trait of sorts. Um, but she defines authenticity is a collection of choices that we make. La, la, la. Authenticity is a collection of choices that we have to make every day. It's about the choice to show up and be real, the choice to be honest, the choice to let our true selves be seen. There are people who consciously practice being authentic. There are people who don't. And then there are the rest of us who are authentic on some days and not so authentic on others. Trust me, even though I know plenty about authenticity, it's something I work towards. If I am full of self-doubt or shame, I can sell myself out and be anybody you need me to be. The idea that we can choose authenticity makes most of us feel both hopeful and exhausted. We feel hopeful because being real is something we value. Most of us are drawn to warm, down-to-earth, honest people, and we aspire to be like those in our own lives. We feel exhausted because without even giving it too much thought, most of us know that choosing authenticity in a culture that dictates everything from how much we're supposed to weigh to what our houses are supposed to look like is a huge undertaking. Giving the magnitude of the task at hand, be authentic in a culture that wants you to fit in and people please, I decided to use my research to develop a definition of authenticity that I could use as a touchstone. Um, And then she goes on to define it before I continue to read. Any thoughts, Yuna? That is an interesting take. I never really thought about being authentic per se, but then... I feel like people just discuss how people are fake, you know, that's more, more out and about. And we've definitely met our fair share of fake people and people who do not practice being authentic very recently too. Mm. And my husband's going to tell me I'm a B word. If, <laughs> why am I being, why am I being this way? Anyhow, yeah, that's an interesting point. 
I don't think I've ever heard you say, I'm just going to throw this out there. My husband's going to call me the B word. I mean, I, I've heard you say your husband's going to call you things. <laughs> the B word. I feel like that's. Because I don't want to say the full word. Just let you don't it. want to censor it here. Uh, yes, I don't know. But he's going to be like, stop being. Stop being that way. Me, 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 me. I should have stopped you and, and not picked at you a little. But. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, Tanner, definitely, if you continued your train of thought, he would definitely call you a B word. <laughs> yeah, not in abusive way. <laughs> no. Why am I this way? Oh, geez. I also got a random text message, like a, the most randomest thing. Hi, Jason, this is Mike Stumpf. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, no. <laughs> Sender is not in your contact list. Report junk. I won't feel like I won't do that. <laughs> I think it's really interesting because like she says, I never really thought about I never really thought about authenticity as something that you build up to. Um, I guess I kind of in a large part, I think both of us, like our personalities and who we are, you and I, we've always kind of been ourselves in, in a extreme, almost defiant way. I'm not saying like, oh, we're so authentic. I'm just saying. Right. But like, I feel like we're, we're just so headed. <laughs> right. We're stubborn and hard headed. So that just like brings out the authenticity yeah. quotations out of us, I guess. And, but I do you know, when I think about being like a teenager and a little insecure, because I've always been tall. So I've been always, you know, not always, but a lot of times I've gotten comments about why he's so tall. Oh my God, you're so tall. Okay. Never noticed it before. Thanks for telling me. But like all those things affect young people. And I feel like I've had those times when I've been kind of trying to do some self-reflecting on who I am. So maybe that's part of the trying to so I, I was totally along this thought train. And I do think, I think people like you and I, and maybe a lot of people, but I am okay pulling against the grain. It is a, a, both a blessing and a curse. Like I will go my way. I feel like, you know, you will go your, your way. Like if there's something that you want to do and nobody else wants to do it, we're going to do what we want to do. And we're not going to judge other people. We're going to judge other people, but we are going to move forward with whatever crazy idea we've got in our heads. That's that's why I was, I was labeled as a bully at one point when we were like seven, when I was like seven, because I told one of the actual bullies that we don't want to play your game. We're going to play this and this game because this is what we decided as a collective group. So they went home and cried that they were being bullied because people didn't want to play whatever game that they had in their head. Yeah. So the mom called my mom saying that she's a bully. She is bullying my daughter. Yeah. But then that's not how it went. It even went so far that they contacted the school and they were like, that's bullshit. It's not necessarily entirely like related to this topic, but I guess in some way it is. Well, it would have been very easy for you as a child, as a seven-year-old to take on that title of like, somebody said that you were bullying, but you knew you weren't bullying her. So you stood 
And that's exactly. That's I, I was being authentic, I guess, to my true self. And I was like, that's not true. I have nef- definitely not. I did not bully her. I just told her what everybody else was saying, that they don't want to play whatever game it was, that we would rather play this game. And she wasn't having it. She was not told to leave or anything. We just said we don't want to play her game. Yeah. So I, that, I don't know. But I guess that's like, you know, when, when I said like meeting people who are fake I don't think they're necessarily fake, but she is just, her mindset is different. I don't want to go down this um, road too far, but I think it's interesting too. And I, I obviously am not a parent yet, but parents are so quick to swoop in and save their kids based off of a, like, a biased perspective of story when kids usually will sort most kids are good. Like I was watching a, a story earlier and this girl teaches, I think she teaches like third or fourth grade. She has nine-year-olds, but she's like, you know, I know in, in today's world, everybody complains about the schools, but I just want you to know, like little boys are good. Little boys in my class will do anything that I need them to do. All of my students love each other. They play games. They look out for one another. Like kids are good. Like for the most part, sometimes kids have behavioral things that they need to work out. But if you let them as a group, like they'll sort it out. Kids are, kids are resilient and capable. Yes. And Unfortunately, the bad habits <clears throat> that kids have are learned from the parents. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's how it is because nobody's born knowing how to do things or having a certain mindset. It's just what you teach your kids and how you show examples. So, yeah. So, um, what I was getting to with the authenticity thing is we are very much who we are. Like, I don't think that that's really, it's not open really for debate. Like it just is what it is. But when I was reading her story, when she was talking about like working to towards being authentic, what really kind of got me and made me like have pause is she shared this story. She's like, you know, I was, I don't remember what she was doing in her house, but she was doing something in her house and her doorbell rang. Her daughter is like, seven years old or something answers the door and then her daughter's like timid because she thinks mom's about to freak out because the house is a disaster and she's like mom so-and-so's here and she's like she's like I could tell like my child was like bracing for like some extreme like and so she's like so I like I pause and I was like you know what like I just need to lean into the fact that my house is messy that just is what it is I've got kids it is what it is. And so she's like, she told them, she's like, okay, let me change and I'll be right down. Tell them I'll be right down. And she's like, my daughter was like, what? <laughs> Come again? <laughs> we don't I need to run around and clean. Cause I would never, like, I would never in not a good way. I'm not saying I would never, but even my husband's like, he can't, he doesn't just bring people over without letting me know because he knows I'm going to be like, okay, y'all have to stand out on the porch for like 10 minutes while I run around the house. Like totally. I feel honored that I was able to just walk into your house. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You know, has seen the worst of the worst of the worst. (laughs) No filter. (laughs) So, um, but I think that is a, that is a good example because I'm always thinking of how I feel 
like I am and then how some other people may have like a different idea who I am as a person and I'm like oh that's interesting and I guess usually it's your spouse or whatever like well that's not how you are and I'm like what do you mean what do you mean (laughs) and then like you know showing one side to your child and whatever so yeah it is definitely resonating and it's interesting and like you know the idea of thriving to be authentic like even more yeah just maybe to show your, yeah show, show your stuff to like that you don't I don't know even how to <clears throat> how to re- like phrase my words but um that you have just that one thing that is you rather than having different yeah different use for different people on different occasions maybe I don't know yeah well like you know there's the I don't know it's kind of like you said in Finland it's very customary and when I was a kid I feel like this was customary here like maybe not in the states but in in my house it was where we had our play clothes and we had like our going out clothes like so it would be like the equivalent of somebody showing up at the door and being like oh I'm gonna change my clothes all right you had your nice clothes and your (laughs) your the difference there though is like maybe you don't feel shame but maybe that's just the way that you greet people is within a certain, but she goes on to define um, authenticity in the way she developed. And she defined authenticity is the daily practice of letting go of who we think we're supposed to be and embracing who we are. Choosing authenticity means cultivating the courage to be imperfect, to set boundaries and to allow ourselves to be vulnerable Exercising the compassion that comes from knowing that we are all made of strength and struggle and nurturing a connection and sense of belonging that can only happen when we believe we are enough. Authenticity demands wholehearted living and loving, even when it's hard, even when we're wrestling with the shame and the fear of not being good enough, and especially when the joy is so intense that we're afraid to let ourselves feel it. Mindfully practicing authenticity during our most soul-searching struggles is how we invite grace, joy, and gratitude into our lives. So I love, I love that. Um, Me too. That's very, very well written. Yeah. I feel like I need to go back to this book a couple of times to actually internalize the stuff that it's, that is written there. Yeah, I agree. Um, she goes on a little bit later in the guidepost to say, the thing is authenticity isn't always the safe option. Sometimes choosing to be real over being liked is all about playing it unsafe. It means stepping out of our comfort zone and trust me as someone who has stepped out on many occasions, it's easy to get knocked around when you're wandering through new territory. It's easy to attack and criticize someone while he or she is risking voicing an unpopular opinion or sharing a new creation with the world or trying something new that he or she hasn't quite mastered. Cruelty is cheap, easy, and rampant. It's also chicken shit, especially when you attack and criticize anonymously like technology allows so many people to do these days. As we struggle to be authentic and brave, it's important to remember that cruelty always hurts, even if the criticisms are untrue. When we go against the grain and put ourselves and our work out in the world, some people will feel threatened and will go after what hurts the most, our appearance, our lovability, and even our parenting. The problem is that when we don't care at all what people think and we're immune to hurt, we're also ineffective at connecting. Courage is telling our story, not being immune to criticism. Staying vulnerable is a risk we have to take if we want to experience connection. 
If you're like me, practicing authenticity can feel like a daunting choice. There is risk involved in putting your true self out in the world. Um, she goes on, I'm, I don't want to read the whole thing, but she goes on to say, if you trade your authenticity for safety, you may experiencing the fall experience, experience, I can't talk, the following anxiety, depression, eating disorders, addiction, rage, blame, resentment, and inexplicable grief. I think, I think it's so interesting, especially coupling that with shame. Um, a lot of times when we don't lean into who we are or what we want or whatever it is, we're not leaning into something that we need or something that we want or something that we want to share. It's because of a fear of shame. Um, and so it makes sense to me that if we, if we swallow down who it is that we are or what it is that we want and we play pretend like, let's say we take that, you know, 10 minutes to tidy and like make everything sparkle as if that's our real life. Like everything's always sparkling, but we know it's not. And so that like lessens our reality. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Interesting. That's an interesting point of view. Sacrificing who we are for the sake of what other people think just isn't worth it. Yes, there can be authenticity growing pains for the people around us, but in the end, being our true selves is the best gift we can give the people we love. So I love that. I love it too. She's got, um, at the end, she's got like a dig deep section. It's kind of like a, a work. I don't know. It's like work to do. She says, get deliberate. When I'm faced with a vulnerable situation, I get deliberate with my intentions by repeating this to myself. And I thought this, this was so such a powerful mantra. Don't shrink. Don't puff up. Stand on your sacred ground. Um, I think there's something deeply spiritual standing your ground saying this little mantra to me helps me remember not to get small so that other people are comfortable and not to throw up my armor as a way to protect myself. And I thought that was great, especially like the first two, the don't shrink and don't puff up because so often when we're faced with like conflict, it's one of those two, we puff up or we shrink. Yeah, we either attack or just trying to avoid yeah. So I love I think that. that's a good, good advice. Yeah. Be true to be authentic and explain your, whatever your, yourself, yeah. I guess, but don't, <clears throat> don't cower down or, and don't attack, I guess. Don't shrink and don't puff up. Like, I think even just, I love that. just stand, like, give it a minute. Like no one said, no one, we don't have to respond to things immediately. I think that's the other thing that like, Culturally, we feel like we have to do, we have to have an answer now. We have to have like a decision now. We have to do all of these things right now. Everything we need it, we need it, and we need it now. There's like that commercial several years ago. It was like a, I think it was like a check into cash place where they're like, it's my money and I want it now. Have you ever seen those commercials? Nope. <laughs> if you guys have seen it, comment down below. They were so obnoxious. But I feel like that's like the our culture now with everything is that we want it and we want it now, like Veruca Salt and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Um, but we don't have to. We don't have to give into that. We we don't have to shrink. We don't have to puff up. And we can take the minute that we need in order to gain our composure and respond. 
or gain our composure and take the step forward that we want to, whatever it is. I love it. Um, I've never thought about authenticity quite in this way that she, that she does. So Yenna is running to check on Noah really quick and we're just going to pause. She's back. <laughs> um, so any other thoughts about authenticity, Yenna? You're muted. You're still muted. What the heck? The quick thing with the space bar didn't work for some reason. But um, I think she has wise words for sure. Oh, no, no, why didn't it work? Anywho, (laughs) I ran up and down the stairs, so. I don't know what I was supposed to say. Just whatever you want um, about authenticity. I do think it's, it's super interesting. It is, definitely. And I don't, like, all these things that she says in the book are things that I kind of have realized some of them already, but I haven't really thought about them or haven't been able to put them out in like, in like precise thoughts or like string of thoughts or words. I love, I love it when people take, it's more like feelings almost. Like they're not quite tangible thoughts even because I haven't given them a voice or words, but it's like things that I've thought and felt and she's very right. good at taking those feelings. And I think she, I think the reason she's so good at it is she's sharing like through research. So she's studied people. So yeah, like she has definitely thought them. about it a lot more than we have. And then is really good with her words and is yeah. able to just put it out in like a layman's terms <laughs> for us to understand what she's trying to say. And yeah. so, I think for what we're going to do this week, um, well, I want to read just a little bit more, actually. So on the Get Inspired, so she's got Get Deliberate, Get Inspired, and um, on Get Inspired, she says a little bit, but then she goes on to say, um, courage is contagious. You have to be brave with your life so that others can be brave with theirs. I think that that's so cool because it's true when, whenever, okay. So on the playground or wherever you were, when you were with all those little kids, like you being the one to take the stand and be like, no bossy, you know, girl, we're not going along with your plan anymore. Gave other kids the power to be like, actually, I really don't want to do that either. And I don't like like that. That type of courage is contagious. It just takes like. Right. And it made sure that they felt the comfortable to voice their opinion. So everybody was heard instead of one being just like, everybody needs to do what I say. Otherwise, I'm not going to be your friend. And since nobody came forward, I guess then the bully in quotation marks gets power and gets a hold of people and then people do what they say because nobody has the courage to step up or voice their opinion and realize that oh maybe other people feel the same way as I do 
And it doesn't even have to be like a person. So like, I know right. people are doing what I'm about to say, but like, it's not about them doing it. Okay. So a lot of people, it just, Halloween is gone. And you and I were just talking about this. Everybody's putting up their Christmas stuff. I'm not putting up my Christmas stuff yet. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. And like something small like that, like everybody gets caught up, whether it's in not doing something or doing something and you don't have to go, you don't have to go with the flow. Yeah. You don't have to go with the mainstream. That's what I was. I don't know. I feel like there's two like schools now either you put it out immediately or you wait till like Thanksgiving or something I personally will most likely wait till Thanksgiving to put stuff up but that happened with the Halloween decorations my neighbors started putting them out I'm like oh I want to put them out too and I that's just I did that but I was before that I was wondering when when should I put out my Halloween stuff I don't really have stuff for fall like specifically Sure, I have pumpkins and whatnot, and some of the pumpkins were there the entire Halloween or whatever, and now they're still there. But I took my Halloween stuff down already, and I just changed up my... I had a, I have a fall wreath that I have made that I really like, so I was kind of bummed that Halloween came in so early that I didn't have it on my door, but no, I will have it till Thanksgiving, and then... Christmas. I was about to ask if you put it up. I was, well, one, when you said you don't have any fall decor, I was like, what about your wreath? <laughs> yeah, I do have my wreath and I really like the way it came out. I really do like it. So that is out. And then I have my pumpkins. Something you guys don't know about Yenna is like, Yenna is like a crafty queen. Like she, she's very good at making like really beautiful things. So she, she puts together like wreaths and stuff. Like she's, she's very talented. It's a very pretty reason. When I have the time and inspiration. Yeah. Oh, and I, I, sent you those, I sent you those little ghost things, like the little ghost ropes. Oh, yeah, I do. I did do those. Yeah, she like crafted. I sent her a picture of something I saw like on Pinterest and she's like, I accept. I accept <laughs> the Pinterest. Accepted, but it was all Dollar Tree stuff, which yeah. was great. That stuff. Okay. Just cut that out. Yeah. <laughs> so get going is the last little thing. So and I think I'm just going to read this whole section. So I try to make authenticity my number one goal when I go in. I try to make authenticity my goal when I go into a situation where I'm feeling vulnerable. If authenticity is my goal and I keep it real, I never regret it. I might get my feelings hurt, but I rarely feel shame when acceptance or approval becomes my goal and it doesn't work out that can trigger shame for me. I'm not good enough. If the goal is authenticity and they don't like me, I'm okay. If the goal is being liked and they don't like me, I'm in trouble. I get going by making authenticity the priority. How do you dig deep? She asked. Um, so I like... I like that idea. It's just like a slight, I like that so many things can be rectified in a large way just by a shift of perspective or a shift in mindset. So like, instead of, I want to fit in and be like thinking, I want to be honest. Like my goal is to be honest and authentic and voice my thoughts without pressuring anyone to believe what I believe. Like I want to lean into who I am and not be silenced and not be a wallflower and not feel shame. I just want to be who I am. And if people like me, they can great. 
And if they don't, it's okay. They're just not my people. It's not that they're bad people. They're just right. And I feel like if you are being authentic, you will attract the people that you need and the people that don't like you or whatever for, for any stupid reason, then you don't lose anything by losing them or not being their friend. That's what I've always thought to like, if somebody doesn't like me, then not my loss. I don't care. Yeah. So, and I think there's a, there's a saying that has been going around a lot lately. It's say, if you, if I'm too much for you, go find less. And I really, (laughs) and I love it. I like that saying. I like that saying a lot. Go find less. (laughs) Right. Like that's true. Like if, Nobody should have to dim themselves down for other people. You can be authentically you. And if they don't like it, they can go find less. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, the last thing I want to talk about today, speaking of less, <laughs> um, is the the little weekly initiatives that we've been doing. I thought I thought about it a lot. And where I'm at with the scheduling, prioritizing, and like looking at things, I don't want to add anything more. And my thought was, if you've been kind of doing this along with me, you probably don't want to add anything more either, because it's going to be a practice in finding what works. So, right. So too much can be overwhelming and then just make you stressed out. So, yeah, so kind of just revising the plan that you have so that it fits better for you and continuing to read. And if you did three workouts last week and they were easy peasy, um, then do more. If it was too much, then maybe look at your schedule and see if there's things that you can adjust. Um, and then as far as making your win the day to do list, like for me, that was like a game changer all week. I had a really good week last week. And I think just having that daily to do list of just a few items and not being too vague or have like not having my to-do list item have like 12 billion subtasks. Like I made like essentially subtask of the task. And that was very helpful for me. So I'd love to know if you did that, um, how it worked for you, if it was helpful or not. And then continuing forward with working on our habits, cleaning up our diets and just owning our goals and working for them. Right on. I don't think I've ever said that before. I was, <laughs> I was about to laugh at you. I'm not going to lie. Because what you usually say is, all right, all right, all right. Like Matthew McConaughey. I don't know why I've, I've become Matthew McConaughey in my head, apparently. Because I feel like he would say, right on. <laughs> Yeah, he totally would. <laughs> it was a very Matthew McConaughey-esque thing. Why? Why am I maybe embodying Matthew McConaughey? It's not like he's some of my, like it's, he's, I'm not saying that he's a bad actor, but he's not like, like oh my God, I love him and whatever type of thing. So I don't know where I, I really like from. Matthew McConaughey. There was also somebody that I knew one time and they never said Matthew McConaughey. They always said Matthew McConaughey. And so I do do that whenever, whenever I say Matthew McConaughey or see him like on YouTube or like on a movie or whatever, that's how I say his name in my head. So it's fun stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even like, it's not like I dislike him or anything. It's just like a, 
in like the neutral, like, oh, he's a good actor, whatever, but I'm not like fangirling over over him. So I don't know where, where this is coming from. <laughs> it's quintessentially American. <laughs> Probably that maybe he's the embodiment of a, of American. I don't know. Yeah. Person, American man. I like him. I liked his book a lot. I liked his book a lot. What is your challenge for November? <laughs> so I I did get my miles in. It was awful, but I did it. So my November, is it November? Yes. I have to do 24 workouts that are at, are at least 15 minutes long. So far, you know, it's day two and I have four workouts in for walks of 15 minutes. So yay, this is going to be a lot easier task than walking 100 million miles. Yeah. I don't, your Apple Watch doesn't like you. It didn't like me last month, but this month <laughs> I just have to work out 19 days. I'm like, oh, wow. that's anticlimactic. Like, it doesn't say anything. Month, it just says you have to close your moving or your exercising for 19 times or what? What is this? Where did, okay. November challenge. Um, close your exercise ring 19 times this month to earn this award. You closed it one time so far. So just 19 times. I'm so like on the okay. 19th. I will, <laughs> I would expect you to get your, <laughs> get yeah. your award. Yeah. Well, it's funny. Cause like last month they're like, okay, challenge. <laughs> I want you to work out like 2,500 minutes or something. And I'm like, Cause the Apple watch doesn't register my walks and stuff as working out like, which is fine. Like, I'm not mad at that at this point. Like I do, I do other stuff. It's fine, but I'm like 80 minutes a day. At one point, that's what I need to get. I was like, <laughs> like one point, I was so behind. Well, the last two days of October, I think Friday night, I was looking at my watch. I'm like, Oh crap. I have to do. 14 kilometers a day for these last two days, but I got it. I did get it, but I did 16 kilometers on Saturday because I did, we did like a long walk, like a hike. So that pretty much filled a bunch of it. And then, you know, walking around, we had, we went to a friend's house for a party and whatnot. So that kind of gave me extra steps that I probably wouldn't usually have. So I did, I only had 10 K left on on Sunday to do and I ended up getting a lot more because you know trick-or-treating and stuff so that's awesome that's I got awesome. it I was stressed I was so <laughs> stressed but I, I got it <laughs> I got it I'm glad you got it um I'm gonna try and let your enthusiasm rub off on me and try to get my monthly challenges I just don't think about them but I'm thinking about them now <laughs> well I looked at my you know the history and I have a single every single monthly challenge award since I've gotten my watch so I'm like oh I cannot break the cycle now I need to get all of them so I love it what it is mine's very random I've never intentionally last month was the first time I intentionally got one all of the other ones that I have because I don't even think I realized the monthly challenge things were a thing until at some point you mentioned it so I don't know. I have like, I have, I'm very anti like notifications. So I'm just obsessed, but doing all the things that my watch tells me to do (laughs) and closing the rings. I have been extremely upset about the 
two or three days that I've have not closed all my rings that I've had my watch. It has ruined my streaks and everything. So it's okay. people. I think we're gonna leave it on our Apple Watch challenge. Um in the comments down below, I'd love to hear what you think about being authentic, being your authentic self, authenticity. If you read the book, um, did the book change the way you thought about it at all? Um, if so, how? We want to know. We want to know what you think. Right. And, and do you struggle being authentic in some, yeah. some situations? I would love to know that. Yep. Well, love you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye.